I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness Episode 51. Today, we talk about hormone balancing and gut healing with herbal medicine on this Don't Miss Life-Changing Episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, welcome everyone to Life Changing Wellness. And before we begin, if you just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me. And I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on radiomd.com at Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Javanka Ciaris, a former entertainment executive turned clinical herbalist, wellness expert. She's a detox specialist, nutrition educator, and author. She is the creator of The Jolt of Wellness, an online wellness and learning community for healthy living, which was featured on the first season of ABC's My Diet is Better Than Yours. Well, Javanka studied nutrition with best-selling author Dr. T. Colin Campbell at Cornell University and herbalism with Dr. Tiarona Lodog. She offers lectures, workshops, and wellness coaching in both English and Spanish. And after years of suffering from IBS, ulcers, and fibroids, Javanka embraced alternative therapies like Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, and herbalism. And her journey towards self-healing, peace, and happiness became her motivation to inspire and support hundreds of others to do the same. Well, Javanka is a featured expert at People Magazine, Entertainment Tonight, and Whole Foods, Vieira Living, and Fox News LA, as well as NPR and CBS Radio. And she's also a regular contributor in Spanish-language media outlets like Telemundo and a contributing guest expert at the Huffington Post and Mind Body Green. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome one of the foremost experts in herbal medicine today, Javanka Ciaris. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, this is a great intro. Well, thank you. Well, you're very, very welcome, and I think you uh, deserve that. I, I just love reading uh your background is amazing to me, and uh, I, I find it, you know, I love the entertainment industry, but I find it uh, almost odd that you left the entertainment industry to actually go into alternative medicine. What was that like for you? You know, the, the thing about the entertainment industry is that it sounds very sexy and very exciting from the outside, and it was, don't get me wrong. The problem <laughs> yes. is that it's very, it's a very tactical environment where you're working really long hours, you're traveling a lot, uh, nobody's really paying attention to diet and lifestyle because everybody's relatively young and we, when we're young we think that we can live forever and I was one of those people. So I looked relatively healthy, I was fit, I looked beautiful to the outside, my body was falling apart uh, and the pain was constant and so uh, by the time I turned 27, 28, it was very obvious that I needed to do something to relieve my symptoms and, and, and take control over my body and not the other way around. So it was an easy choice from that point of view. Well, let me ask you something because you suffered with IBS and I know that probably upwards to 95, 95% of the cause of IBS can be stress. Was it stress that triggered your, your condition? It was stress and it was uh, a poor combination of, of foods and diet. Um, 
I will say that IBS is one of those conditions that it's still puzzling a lot of people in the medical community. And uh, I was one of those people that ha- was diagnosed and misdiagnosed probably three or four times because it is considered a autoimmune condition and there is technically no cure, quote unquote, for it. So I would go to one expert, one doctor that will tell me, you definitely have all of the symptoms. You definitely fit into this criteria. And then the next doctor will tell me, I don't see all of your symptoms. Therefore, you must not have it. So I struggled with that as well. Um, and um, eventually, I decided to take matters into my own hands and start looking at other alternatives. Well, how did you manage your IBS symptoms when you were first diagnosed? You know, as you said, stress was a big culprit. So managing stress was the number one, uh, you know, thing to do. Uh, things like learning how to meditate, just learning how to breathe consciously alone was a big, uh, you know, eye-opening activity for me. And, um, and certainly changing diet and understanding that food could be considered medicine in many ways. And as my bio that you read said, embracing herbs or re-embracing herbs because the the beautiful thing about herbs is that most of us have been exposed to them most of our lives. Our grandparents probably gave us things, you know, you gave babies little homeopathic treatments when they were were teething or, you know, your grandmother will put a little bit of uh, a salve or some sort of ointment on your skin when you had a bruise. And you may not know what that was, but chances are it might have had some sort of herbal uh, concoction <laughs> as part of the recipe, and uh, it helps your body heal. So I essentially re-embrace herbs as a way of healing. Well, what kind of uh, herbal compounds do you like to uh, recommend for IBS? Oh, wow. Um, so many. Where do I start? If I were to recommend two things that actually helped me tremendously and have helped some of my clients, too, is ginger, certainly, which is one of the most uh, well-studied plants on Earth, and we know that it has a big safety data behind it, and it's really, really effective, and it's easy, right? Most people know what ginger root looks like. Right. I used to literally cut the, the ginger root into little pieces and put it in water until the water turned yellow, and we'll drink that tea four or five times a day sometimes. Um, and then the other herbal blend that I use is an Ayurvedic, which is the, the Indian way of living and, and healthy living. Um, it's, an, it's an Ayurvedic blend that included cumin, fennel, and coriander in equal amounts. So these are all herbs that we have heard of before. These are culinary herbs. We're familiar with them. We don't have to be too scared about trying new things. These are things that you can easily find in your market and try them, use them, maybe write a journal and, and start listening to the cues that your body is, is, is giving you in order to determine whether or not a particular herbal remedy might be helpful and, and, and good for you. Well, since uh, stress can lead to IBS, what type of uh, herbs do you like to recommend for, let's say, daytime stress, things that uh, will help calm us down but not put us to sleep? Yeah, so those herbs are known as 
adaptogens is this the new fancy word that everybody's using uh, <laughs> they are this, uh, yeah they're like it's like the new sexy thing but they're actually really really effective one of the ones that are, i love adaptogens they're really amazing there's a handful of them that i love uh, the one that i've been using the most these days is one called ashwagandha love it ashwagandha it's really a complicated word but it's you know, I call it Indian marijuana because it does. Have <laughs> so, you know, Javaka, some Javaka, some people used to call that uh, Indian ginseng, but uh, your term is very today. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the new it thing. It's not. It's perfectly legal. It's perfectly um, safe, and um, it do, it does have the ability to put you in a nice, calm state without being too hypnotic, without putting you to sleep. Yeah, I love ashwagandha. I've used it for years, uh, anywhere from a tablet to a, a powder form, and I think yeah. it's fantastic. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't know that if they're dealing with, a, and I'll just throw this out there, but uh, for some of you listening today, uh, if you have a mild case of hypothyroidism, ashwagandha is actually excellent for thyroid health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. I, I like that. Now, what what other kind of herb do you like to use during the day for as, as an adaptogen besides ashwagandha? Oh wow. Okay, so I love using rhodiola. It's um, it's another adaptogen. I use it in tincture form. So tinctures, for those of you listening who might not know about them, they're just teeny tiny amber colored bottles that are. It's just essentially um, the herb in concentrated form. And I love them because they're very easy to use and you can travel with that. So it's, it's just for those people that are starting with the concept of using plants as medicines, it's just a very easy thing to do. And so I do maybe uh, 15 to 20 drops a couple of times a day. I also love my mushrooms. I love reishi mushrooms not only as an adaptogen, but because it's really good for your immunity. It kind of helps you strengthen your body at a systemic level. Uh, those are the two that I've, I've been using the most, especially in the spring and summer. Um, and then you can, the beauty of these plants is that there's a million of them. Almost every culture and every region of the world has plants that that have medicinal qualities. And so you can use the ones that work for you. And if they don't, Put them aside and try new things until you find the ones that work for you. Well, your your recommendations are absolutely uh, stellar because, like I said, I've I use ashwagandha. I think rhodiola, especially with today's stressful society, I think rhodiola should be the mainstay mm -hmm. every single day. And um, and not only that, you know, you, you know, you mentioned reishi. Uh, I know people use reishi and shiitake, mataki. Uh, other types of Chinese mushrooms, right. which I just love the study of Chinese medicinal medicine. And yeah. you know, when we when we get under stress, and and a lot of people, for all of you listening today, when you get under stress, you can weaken your immune system. So Javanka hit the nail on the head here. You need to have immune support at the same time. So uh, you really gave uh, all of us a um, great recommendations for stress and immunity. So let me ask you this one. How did you change your diet dealing with uh, IBS? Mm. And then I also understand that you were dealing with endometriosis. Now, did you have endometriosis and IBS at the same time? I had it all. 
I had ulcers, IBS, endometriosis, and fibroids before I turned 30. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Now, so I guess that was probably very difficult for doctors to diagnose abdominal pain because you had so many things going on in the same area. Yeah, well, the uh, the fibroids were the first ones that uh, became very obvious because my cycles became really disruptive. And so doing testing is when we discovered the endometriosis. So to your point, the doctors couldn't figure out which one was the cause of the pain. Um, and, you know, but, but unfortunately, Western medicine for these particular conditions do, does not have a lot of alternatives. It just, they just give you certain things to manage certain symptoms, but it was not a long-term effect, um, kind of like solution. So yes, um, I did change my diet, uh, because of the hormonal disruption, I decided to eliminate things like dairy from my diet, uh, like chicken and eggs were a big problem because unless you can get them organic, uh, they are these teeny tiny kind of masses of hormones and, and pollutants and stuff that, that we put in the animals as we grow them for food. So they tend, th those particular groups of foods were the first ones that I eliminated. And then in the process of learning what worked for my body, I learned so much more about all kinds of other food sources. And so I became a vegetarian and then eventually became a vegan. So I, right now I am full vegan. I do a plant-based whole food diet. Um, and, uh, it's what allowed me to reduce inflammation it kind of worked, has worked for me for the last few years. It was a process. I will tell you, like I went from going to, you know, from vegetarianism to being a, you know, a pescatarian, eating only seafood and, and of course, vegetables, to going back to being vegetarian and, and vegan. And eventually I realized that for me and in my lifestyle, veganism worked. And that's what I've been uh, following for the last six or seven years. You know, I think in uh, with the modern uh, commercialized food supply. I think going vegan or vegetarian for most people today would probably be the most positive step for overall health. And, and you know, you hit the nail on the head here because a lot of people don't realize that our meat industry is so full of hormones and we have so many women out there and even men, but a lot of women are dealing with chronic uh, hormonal imbalances and it can actually be linked to their diet because they're putting in foreign hormones that are not supposed to be there. Because, you know, we don't eat chicken, beef, or pork, or anything that's, uh, you know, wild on the range anymore. We don't live out, you know, we don't live in a cabin out west. So we go to the grocery right. store, and everything's full of hormones. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Javanka has really kind of opened up a can of worms here. And the thing is, is you need to realize that the foods you eat at the grocery store can actually be leading to your own health problems, even though you feel that you're eating absolutely. healthy, but you're really not. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will tell everybody, most of my clients are not vegetarians or vegans, and I'm not interested in preaching anything that and trying to convince uh, people to do something that they're not ready for. But I will tell you, you know, we only have one liver. We only have two kidneys. We, you know, Getting those back to health when they're really, really ill will cost us a lot of pain, suffering for ourselves and for the people that we love, not to mention money. 
So I will urge people at the very least to look at other alternatives and at the very least just increase the amount of greens and fruit that you consume on a daily basis. If you do that uh, as a first step, you're in the right path. Well, I love that advice. And, uh, you know, I, I've met a lot of uh, vegans and vegetarians and, you know, and they, they want to preach their way and think it's the only way. But, uh, you know, we're all different. And so I, I really love your mindset when you deal with your clients uh, because, you know, not everybody can embrace those types of lifestyles and some of them may not be ready for that. But, uh, you know, you I like your positive approach. It's uh, very refreshing today. Thank you. Now, what did you do for, and I know a lot of women right now are listening to the program and they're probably interested. What did you do for your endometriosis? Oh, okay. So that one was one that took a little longer. Uh, the IBS issues were kind of, I started noticing a difference in a matter of like about two months. I started to notice a difference in the case of endometriosis and a hormonal disruption. It took me probably about eight to nine months to even start feeling like I had control over my body and not the other way around. So first thing first was diet was paramount. I eliminated high processed meats, certainly all the dairy, alcohol, caffeine, uh, high levels of sugar. All of that was out of my diet almost immediately. I embraced detox and, um, I tried almost every detox known to man, from the really mild ones, food-based ones, to the very harsh, aggressive ones. And I obviously did it with the support of doctors and and experts. Um, So I wouldn't recommend anybody to do that on their own, especially if they're starting in this journey. Uh, But detoxing, even fasting at some point, uh, to allow my body to reduce inflammation. And then, of course, I embrace my herbs because... You know, they have always been there for me. And I use a a lot of them. There's a lot that I use at different times. There were two that kind of remain constant. And those were Vitex uh, and another one, Chinese herb called Dong Kwai. They were specifically good for me because I had a lot of stagnation in that part of the body. So my periods were very light, almost non-existent. Uh, and then when they came, they will come really like, you know, it was like a faucet opening. So I needed to balance those. And uh, those two herbs, Vitex and Don Kwai, helped me tremendously. And I used them on and off. I've been using them on and off for the last 15 years. Well, let me ask you this, because you bring, I know about Vitex, uh, because uh, it really helps with the areas of progesterone balancing in women. And for women that maybe have an absence of a menstrual cycle, uh, it can really get that to restart. And I know Don Kwai has always been a great hormonal herb. And you bring up a word that a lot of women never hear when it comes to, to hormonal health, and that is stagnation in the body. And I understand that in Chinese medicinal medicine, the Chinese believe that a woman whose hormones are, uh, have, they have an imbalance of hormones, that their liver can be, holding on to stagnant blood and old hormones that continue to disrupt the system. And you mentioned Don Kwai to help with that. Now, uh, have you ever used the herb bupleurum to help cleanse the, leather, cleanse the liver and remove stagnant blood and hormones? Uh, what was the name of the herb again? Uh, 
bupurum. Mm, no, uh, it does not. Yeah, I've I've used the herb uh, or recommend the herb uh, for many women, and uh, along with what you have recommended, and it's done wonders because you know it's amazing because a lot of women don't realize that as you know, like you had said, if you're eating you know, like chicken and other types of foods that have a lot of hormones in them and they enter the body, the liver has to filter all of that. But the liver has this tendency of holding on to hormones and we have got to clean that out. And, you know, the Chinese have always yeah. believed to remove that stagnant blood out of there. And so when you said that, a light bulb went off in me because more women yeah. need to understand that there is a way to detox those things out of the body naturally and your two favorites, Vitex and Don Quai, are fantastic. Yeah, no, and I, I, I love your comments. I, this is a great important point. Is that every day you're going to learn about a new herb or a new remedy that that you can give you can give a go. You can try. So I love the idea that that you know we're learning here. I'm teaching something, but I'm also learning, and this is this is part of the process. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is. Uh, red raspberry is another really popular herb that's really easy to find for most women, and it's really great for all uh, women across all age groups. So whether you're starting your period or you're a young woman in your reproductive age years or you're about to hit perimenopause or menopause, red raspberry is just an amazing plant that you can use to kind of tonify the entire reproductive system. I love talking to you, Javanka, because I just love the study of herbal medicine, and you are giving out great recommendations. So uh, I'm excited about this this uh, discussion with you. Now, when if a woman comes to you, and let's just say she is um, she's entering perimenopause, she's going to go through menopause. What do you recommend besides recommending red raspberry and let's say Don Quai, Is there something else that you may add? to that uh, herbal protocol? Uh, yes, of course. For menopause or perimenopause, oh God, there's so many. Where do I start? Um, <laughs> certainly don't quiet, as I mentioned, uh, because it's really good to kind of relax the blood flow, especially when you're not getting a lot of uh, flow. Uh, it kind of like restart that. And um Kava is another one. I love uh, black kava. It's one that's been used traditionally. Uh, yes. There's not a lot of studies that show their effectiveness on menopausal women. They're actually, it's actually better for for perimenopause. Um, I love um, uh, motherwort. I love uh, cramp bark. Uh, black kava is the one, and cramp bark are the two that you probably would use. When women are going through hot flashes and feeling kind of like anxious and maybe a little bit, I hate to, to use the word depression, but, he, but I guess women will understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you feel kind of sad and some anxiety, some kind of like, I don't feel like myself. Uh, in my experience, both, uh, black cohorts and crime bark can be really, really effective. And another point is that these herbs, are great use alone, but when you combine them, they tend to be a little bit more effective. In my experience, they tend to kind of work in unison, uh, in combination, and, and they they tend to be a little bit more effective, or at least women show or will tell me that they feel like they can be a little bit more helpful. 
Yeah, and I also understand, too, cramp bark is also great for those that deal with PMS with a lot of menstrual cramping, correct? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I still suffer from them, and nothing, I mean, the word says it all, cramp bark. Uh, It's not just PMS and menstrual cramps. Pretty much any cramp in the body. Like, if you are the one that suffers a lot from, like, cramps in the muscle cramps after a workout, for example, cramp bark could be really, really effective. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I learned something because I always thought cramp bark was kind of one of the, uh, the female herbs for, you know, uh, menstrual cycles. Like you were talking about, uh, perimenopause and menopause. Um, so I even learned something new. So I'm excited. So I am really loving this discussion with you. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you know this as well as anyone, and, and I know it, but for a lot of people who are just beginning the study of herbal medicine, you will never, ever be able to learn it all, which makes the study uh, that much more exciting because we're always going to be able to learn something new because nature has so much to offer. Don't you agree? Absolutely, and it is so exciting, right? It's, it's one of those things, part of the reason why I became so excited and passionate about plants is that you, first of all, they're super, they're very safe, but they are incredibly effective. You can feel in this society where we need, you know, things to happen immediately. Um, we, we want a pill to solve all our problems, ASAP. If you take a tea or an over, over herbal remedy for a few days, you'll start noticing the difference almost immediately in a matter of just a few days. So it opens your mind to the possibility that there's more there and there's, there's many more things that you can actually solve for yourself and the people that you love using herbal remedy. Well, I, I love, I have, I love this discussion, Jovanka. And, and uh, how can a lot of, how can all of my listeners find out more about you? Well, I'm available. I'm all all over the internet. You can find me on social media, and you can go to my website at jovancastiares.com and uh, sign up for my weekly video remedy uh, blog. And certainly on Instagram and Facebook, I go online on live videos twice a week, giving people remedies on how to live a healthy, happy life. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who want to look up Javanka Ciaris online, I want to spell her name for you so you will you will get it. You can also check it out on my show page, but it's J-O-V-A-N-K-A, Javanka, and then Ciaris is C-I-A-R-E-S. So if if you're driving down the freeway and listening to this uh, show, have a friend of yours next to you, write that down. Uh, Look her up online, and like she said, she is all over the place uh wherever you look to learn about herbal medicine you will see her name pop up she has an incredible background she knows exactly what she's talking about as you've heard her uh, discuss today and javanka i want to thank you so much for giving us your time and uh blessing us with a lot of your knowledge here today thank you so much for having me it's been such a pleasure well ladies and gentlemen remember to catch every episode of life-changing wellness so just hit subscribe on itunes or go to my show page at radiomd.com at dr bond and if i can ask you a favor please take 30 seconds rate the show on itunes thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible and also check out all all of our other channels for life-changing wellness you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com and again i want to thank you for listening to life-changing wellness 
I am your host, Dr. Ward Bond, and remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. God bless.